<laughs> we're fucking we're just fucking talking we talked like, for like 20 minutes before <laughs> we even you hit me up like 20 minutes ago we got on it's now pe- two minutes past the time that we normally start yeah oh man that was a fucking that was we a did, whole thing we just had some nugs that there's no way we're going to be able to redo no way this no is way. this isn't synthetic we're not fucking acting <laughs> like it didn't happen <laughs> sorry guys You'll have to fucking join that shit on the live show, I guess. I don't know. All right, the live show at Beat Kitchen in Chicago on April sixteenth. Get your tickets in the fucking now at Brown Paper Tickets. The Chinese Thai restaurant in Seattle that everyone is like super fucking emo, dude. Right? No, no, that's uh, that's Jai Thai. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. How funny would it be if if one day we did do a live show, but yeah. we still were not together? So like you went to a teriyaki place in Boston, and I held and we held each other up on speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. And then I go get a venue in Chicago somewhere, and we're still not in person. Yeah, and it's just totally distorted, and no one can understand what the person's saying on the phone. I love it. I love it. Just like, yeah. And everyone's like, <laughs> oh, man, he said something there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Bumfuzzle. My name is BRCA, and with me is a man who has four passions, family, wrestling, dingers, and Rick and Morty, Aaron Kirby. Yes, I thought you were going to say what I said to you in the private chat on Slack today, which was that I had an insatiable appetite for pussy, but you didn't. Well, I said family. Ah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I th- just figured that could be assumed. Love Rick and Morty. The Szechuan sauce is off, is out now, but not gonna get it. Don't eat McDonald's. Not gonna do it. You don't eat McDonald's at all? No. Never. Last time, so last time I ate McDonald's was actually very recently. Okay, uh, asshole. <laughs> which was no, no. Which was Thanksgiving because we were on a road trip down to Savannah, Georgia, and it was the only thing open that early. But before that, it was. Before I started dating my wife. While you were telling that, I was drink- taking a drink of my chamomile tea and the entire bag went in my mouth. <laughs> chamomile. That's that's what you get. That's what you get. I had McDonald's on Sunday as kind of like a last hurrah. Um, which, in fact, I'm just going to drop that fucking music. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right now, into what are you doing? Because here comes the annoying kind of guy. I started keto, and everyone loves diet talk. (laughs) Well, I mean, to give a little background, I've talked about how I was doing it in January. I did Mm. a little bit in February, but I'm feeling happy with the progress, so I'm taking a little bit of a break, and I'm going to pick it up uh, once again in March. So March 1, I'm going to do it for a whole other month. Yeah. So now you're doing it, which surprised me because you're you you're a very physically fit guy. Yeah, but and with I just the amount feel... that you work out, I was surprised that you would choose to go the keto route because it's going to affect your workouts and your ability and your stamina. It has. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a real hard time. This is not for the weak, and I am a weak, weak little boy. Um, for those that don't know what keto is, and I I, I think that's the best way to descri- describe it quickly is that. 
bread and sugar create glycosamine in your body, which is what your body over time adapts to as fuel. And what you're doing is you're changing your body to start using your fat as fuel because you're no longer giving it the, the food to create glycosamine. And man, does your body go in shock. <laughs> it fucking hates you. It hates you. At least I should say it hates me because I've had, I've literally felt hungover for three and a half days starting this fucking diet. The, the hardest part of doing any low carb, no sugar or no carb, no sugar diet is the first week. It's fucking horrible. You crave shit like you wouldn't believe. And you, most people get sick. I, I feel I feel physically ill, like you I have had a hangover. Drinking like broth, that's what a yeah. lot of people will do is they'll drink broth because I guess that helps. But luckily, bone broth? for some reason, bone broth, bone broth, beef broth, chicken broth, whatever you need. For yeah. some reason, I've never really felt sick. Like I've had those days where I'm fucking dead. Like yeah. I I'm like I'm. I'm not sick, but I can't do anything like in terms of energy wise. And that's when I know I'm about to hit ketosis because Mm -hmm. the next day I'll wake up feeling better than I've ever felt. But I've never gotten like the keto flu per se, which sounds like that you've gone through. Oh, yeah. I think I just got through it tonight. I'm on the other end because I'm actually feeling better for the first time. Um, But it was wake up tomorrow feeling fantastic. I was feeling like a real bitch the last two days to the point that. I work from home, and Jessica said to me, like, should you be talking that way to people <laughs> just because I've had, like, no filter and been incredibly pouty? <laughs> and not only am I a bitch, but I'm an idiot because I went all out Sunday knowing that I was going to do this, and I ate fucking McDonald's and chocolate chip cookies. So, of course, I've had a fucking terrible time. Yeah, because you made it even harder by taking all that stuff away. Yeah. A chocolate chip t- cookie, dude, like the antithesis of the keto diet. Mm-hmm. Terrible. You have, uh, But here's the thing. Before you do a diet, you have to have a final stand. Yeah, I think so. So, like, before I did keto for the first time on that big time where I lost all that weight, I, uh, the last night, like, I got, I drank, like, probably six beers, which is, like, a lot for me. And I also just, and I haven't done this since I was like fucking eight, but I got a big ass box of rainbow nerds and I just ate the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) I was just sitting there watching TV, drinking beer and choking nerds into my mouth, which nerds is just sugar compressed really, really hard into sugar, like squared. It's just so much sugar per square foot. It's, it's just concentrated fucking sugar. Mm hmm. That's all it's it just is. concentrated and, sugar. And that's my favorite candy, if we're going to talk about it. Like, not my favorite, but like sweet tarts. That's just concentrated sugar. And nerds is just even more concentrated sugar. I could chew on that stuff all day. Yes. So I want to answer your question as to why I did this. Mm-hmm. And part of it is I wanted to change my relationship with food. Because for those that don't know, and I forget if I've spoken to this in detail or not, I haven't had a drip of alcohol for oh, almost nine years. June 1st will be nine years. So Has it I've really been, been nine years? That nine, I actually Nine fucking years. I didn't know how long it was. For some reason, I assumed <laughs> it was probably like five. Yeah. So I've been sober for a very long time, 
But one of the things that's helped me is that food has just turned into my vice. That's the place I can go to kind of get that endorphin release. And I definitely have like gone to the store stressed out and picked up a fucking Snickers bar or like a pack of peanut M&Ms to release those endorphins. And I was like, now I need to do it like... I need to get in better shape. I want to just make sure that I'm here for the long term. And I just want to make sure that I look at food more as fuel rather than a vice. Uh, and then I will say this, dude. Uh, I'm. This experience has made me so much more grateful for the for getting sober. And what I mean by that is, is that if I hadn't gone through the experience of getting sober... I would be telling myself that the way I feel that this is going poorly. But since I do have that experience, I know that it's my body screaming because it's withdrawing from these fucking things I'm putting in my body. So I, it makes me feel like I know I'm going down the right path rather than this is fec- affecting me negatively. I better quit. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, so that that has been the a first fucking. Time I did keto. It was the first time I felt like like I had an addiction, like, and I was aware of it because when yeah. I started it, I like like I would dream of different types of carbs, and I would sit there and daydream during the day of different types of carbs, and like the cravings I had were like the most intense I've ever wanted anything. Right, it's wild. And yeah. it does complete it like it's a lifestyle change and you'll forever if you guys do this diet for like three months, it'll forever like log in your memory like how much is in this, how much is in that, what can I eat, what can I eat? Because it's very strict. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of other diets like it, but it completely changed how I look at food. Yes. Even though I choose to neglect it sometimes. I feel mm-hmm. like not. I'm stealing a joke from Cameron Rizuka, who's a fantastic Seattle comic. You guys should go follow him. I'm not. Or sure. don't. Or don't. don't worry about it. Don't worry. He's great, but uh, check him out if you're in Seattle. Uh, but but don't. He he has a joke because I had him after I did keto. He did keto. I started a keto trend in the Seattle comedy scene, and mm-hmm. he had a joke about how he felt like he was the Jason Bourne of keto. So like anything that was in the room that was food related, he knew the carbs in, and that's. <laughs> That's like how I felt too. And I was like, oh man, I should, I wish I would have wrote that joke. That's a great joke. Yeah, that is a good joke. So I will say this to your point, cause I did have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If I were to evolve past this, I think what I'm going to try to do like per usual is going to be my routine is something of like a paleo. And then my carbohydrates would be in the morning and not at night. Um, That's the way to go. But, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be insufferable. Like, if my mom, or my mom, my wife wants to make fucking chicken Alfredo one night, like, I'm not going to dodge that, you know, just as long as it's not every night. And I did have a question yeah, for you yeah, that you now... Never, you never dodge chicken Alfredo. No, no, no. So, this is the question I actually have for you, since you have gone through kind of the suffering. Um... Doesn't it kind of make you paranoid eating fucking carbs now in a way? Like it, the idea kind of fucking scares me right now because of what I just went through. Is that there, weird? Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't say it makes me paranoid, but there is a level of shame yeah. that now I have to willfully choose to ignore, which changes how I eat like forever. Like for instance, I had some can- I, I recently had some candy today. 
which I don't mm. really eat candy. And all I was thinking about was all that sugar. Cause I'm, I'm still doing a very low carb style, but I was like, Oh, last two days I haven't really had any carbs. So I'm going to house some candy. And then yeah. I still felt shame, even though I knew how much carbs and sugar was in there. The big thing for me is sugar intake. I try not to have any sugar. Yep. Like I'll have yeah. carbs, like I'll have like bread, which I know, t- if, you know, it's kind of the same thing in the long run, but I try right. not to have like any artificial sugar ever. Yep. And I just wanted to throw out there, and I mean, I know, I know diet talk isn't everyone's fucking favorite, but suck my fucking taint. Um, what are we doing? Not what are you doing? Yeah. You jagoffs who listen to this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> on yes. iTunes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I am doing the bulletproof coffee in the morning. And for those that don't know what that is, it is 12 ounces of coffee with two tablespoons of grass-fed butter and one tablespoon of MCT oil. Uh, it's not satisfying. You don't feel, you don't <laughs> enjoy it, and it makes you poop. So there's that. Question for you. Yes. Is it more satisfying than coffee, just black coffee? No, not even. I really? like black coffee. I love black coffee. And then my second question was, you're not much of a coffee drinker, so how is that affecting no. your day-to-day? It, well, I'm only doing the cup. And I'll, okay. do, I'll do tea and stuff, so it's not really affecting me per se. Plus, since I've been in this lull, um, that like fog has kind of counterbalanced the caffeine intake, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I love coffee. Like We actually get this coffee called Illy Coffee. Um, it's very expensive, but you could make a pillow out of the grounds that come in the can it's so fucking goddamn good um i think that's in chicago it it could be nationwide yeah yeah yeah. i-l-l-y right yep Hmm. it's delicious they have coffee shops here yeah yeah yeah. it's fucking great my wife loves it it's all good um but the the reason i'm not a coffee drinker is because i just typically go over the edge again like i just have that addict personality we used to have the the um Keurig pods before I realized that we were just fucking stabbing Captain Planet in the face every time yeah. we made a cup of coffee. Um, and I would stack them while I was working. It would get to like six stacks a day. It was just like, no way this is good. Dude, how much did you shit? Um, I never I never had too heavy of explosions that I recall. My multivitamin makes me poop pretty hard. So here's my thing. Like... Mm-hmm. Like this morning, I had a coffee, and I didn't shit immediately, and I became very worried. So the idea of having six coffees and not having constant shit blows my mind. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess I just have the, I guess I just have the control. But if you guys have questions, I am not, I am not the person to talk to. Um, but I definitely think that an important part about diets like this is since there's such a physical strain, like I called my buddy Sam this morning and I just bitched to him and it made me feel so much better. Cause it's, if anyone says that this is an enjoyable thing to do, can just go fuck themselves. Like it's not a fun thing to do. I will say as someone who did it for a long period of time, eventually it becomes enjoyable because you forget what enjoyment's like. But other than that, <laughs> that is not the same. That's literally just you forgetting what it's like to enjoy fucking eating. Our boy, uh, our boy Brian Pace has been fucking around with it a lot, and he's been asking me questions. And him, he's actually been sharing some really cool recipes with me recently. Yeah. See, today, like, I'm not on the recipe tip yet. Like, for dinner, I ate a por- uh, a pork loin, 
a egg in avocado. <laughs> Dude, that's how I like. The simpler, the better. Like I'll just yeah. like, give me a chicken breast or get. I because actually, man, that was mouth diarrhea. That was terrible. Uh, chicken thighs have become my thing because of the fat. Because they're fatty. Oh yeah, oh, I hear God. you. Give yeah. me that and just like a little side of greens. I'm boom, baby. Yeah, good. I will say this. I can keep talking about this, and I'm so sorry, but the two things I've learned is that fat should be like 80 to 85% of your intake over protein, which is fucking, that was so mind-blowing to me that you can't do too much protein. And then also, Brussels sprouts have a lot of carbohydrates in them. (laughs) So the more you know. Brussels are good. Yeah, I mean, they still have fiber in them too, so like net carbs isn't terrible. Yeah. So I never really did a true count your macros keto i did because i'm a i'm a dumb guy and i like to keep things simple i did keep my carbs down as like much as possible and then i started seeing results so if anything i'm kind of somewhere in between atkins and keto whenever i do do it Mm -hmm. because like the counting the macros is crazy and like the limiting the protein for me like like that blows my mind that's like the one thing where i can't limit my protein so yeah i'm kind of somewhere in between Yep. All right. What else are we doing? Uh, Burnout Paradise remastered got announced. Holy shit! I saw that the other day. Did you ever? You didn't have a a count a console. I must call it console. You didn't have a console when this no. came out. This came out like almost ten years ago now, maybe. Was oh, it? I play, no, I played Burnout on fucking Xbox though. Burnout's yeah, did legit. You play, did you play Burnout Paradise? Because that takes all the fun you had in Burnout and fucking shits it into the sky. Because Burnout Paradise is the fucking best racing game I've ever played. It's so much fun. The online component is so so fucking fun, and I can't wait to play it. And I think that's something that we should do with a Twitch thing that we're going to be launching soon because it looks so fucking good, and it's great right. because it's coming out in March. Yeah. It's coming out in March, which will bridge the gap. I mean, it's we still got Far Cry coming out in March, but Burnout Paradise is just so it's just arcadey and it's fun handling. Like, and I'm not a, even a race guy, but if you guys plus like, you can get into a match right away. That's the biggest bing, thing. Bing, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's so easy. But you're always yeah. like persistently in a world. It's like that's kind of the thing that I like about Grand Theft Auto, is that Burnout Paradise kind of did that earlier, where you were just rolling around with people. I remember I used to play, so when this came out, I was working at GameStop, and we would call other stores and be like, you guys playing Burnout tonight? And we would get like the entire room filled with GameStop employees of District 651 in Seattle Central Metropolitan Region, and we would just play that game, and they even had the little Xbox camera, and if you had the Xbox camera and you smashed someone and they got destroyed, it would take a picture of you, so it would just be giant pictures of like me flipping off the assistant manager at the Crossroads Mall or fucking the Northgate Mall. It was so fucking fun, and I can't wait to see it remastered, because they really haven't, I don't think they've even done a burnout since Burnout Paradise and holy Some, shit is it gonna be good baby sometimes it just weirds you out with series like that that are so strong that they just don't continue it especially like, like that's Bioshock. like the shock yeah that's just like the best version of a racing game because it has like a combination of like real cars but like unrealistic simulations you know because like yeah. the thing about burnout if you guys haven't played it like it's a the crashes <laughs> Like, the fucking crashes are insane in that game, and that's what takes it to, like, another level. And you can get points for, like, destroying stuff, so you can, like, go off of, like, jumps and hit a fucking building, and you'll get extra points for it. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. 
All right. Um, and then lastly, not only are we talking diet, but we're talking weather. Hey, if you haven't had your water cool time today, now's the time to have it. <laughs> well, I just have to go through the last like week and a half of yeah. what has happened because last weekend, over two feet of snow fell in Chicago, which was like the first major snowfall since I've been here, honestly. Like mm-hmm. last winter, we had a couple days, but like nothing, nothing like we went through. And then it all melted in a day because it went to 50 and it rained. But then at the same night, like six hours later, it froze it all over. So it was just black ice everywhere. And then it snowed a day later. So then it was just snow on top of black ice. So like even when I was taking my boys to the park, like the dogs couldn't do anything in it because they were just running on ice. And then yesterday it got almost to 70 degrees. And then last night it went all the way down to 20 degrees. I just don't get what type of bullshit this region of America puts you through with weather. It's insane. It was a 50 degree swing within 12 hours yesterday. Okay, dude. That's how I feel. All right. You ask me what I'm doing. I'm dealing with bullshit. I go to, I go to the the fucking. I go to where do I go? I go to work in a jacket. Can't wear it home because it's too warm. It's bullshit. What am I supposed to do? Carry it? I hate it. <laughs> Put it around your waist like a, like a good little I boy. I do do that, but the one that I wore because it was so cold was too big. But normally I'm a big waist sweatshirt type of guy. Let, let me ask. Can I ask you a question? Yes. If you lost your jacket, would Chelsea be upset? Which one? One that you wear to work. Uh, why? Well, no, I no, she doesn't give a shit if I lose okay. anything. I was just <laughs> seeing if you had like a mother-son dynamic. Oh no, no, no! She would. She. I currently, I haven't seen my keys in twenty-four hours. Yet I got into my apartment with my keys, uh, twenty-four hours ago. And she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> she's, she's just like, that's on you. Okay. You can get replacement keys for like a hundred bucks. So no, okay. there's no mother-son dynamic there. Okay. 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 Homework time. You ready to turn this bitch in? If you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. And if you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. I want to do a good job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I just want to start out by saying this. Thank you guys so goddamn much for giving us homework. I think that we always enjoyed this segment, but getting outside uh, opinions or suggestions around homework made it a really fun week and in discovering things that we really didn't have insight on. You know, Aaron and I talk if not every day, every other day. So it's really hard for us to like hold our tongue and suggesting things. Um, yes. And this just helps us really come at things with a fresh lens rather than being influenced in any way by each other. So I'm incredibly grateful for everyone that suggests something. It's no, it's definitely appreciated. You don't agree? No, I just want to see how far you were going to go into it. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for doing that. Uh, Please, like, and here's the thing about homework. If there's something that you feel strongly about and that you watch, maybe it's a recent movie, maybe it's a TV show, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's an album, 
Just maybe it's a prostitute. Maybe it's a prostitute. Maybe it's a porn. And you maybe it's a certain it? new drug, like a Tide Pod. And you want your boys, BRC and Big Curbs, uh, to talk about it. Tweet at us. Email us. We have bumfuzzlepodcast at gmail.com set up. You can tweet at me. You can tweet at BRCI. You can tweet at bumfuzzlepod. Just let us know, and we will watch it. We will do whatever. Just like we did this week when we had two pieces of homework, one from Graham Clark and one from Naughty Ned. Do you want to do the anime first, or do you want to do the murky world of doping first? You tell you 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 decide. Let's get the anime out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. That's that is well put. <laughs> so I will kind say, of kind of like my approach to doing it. I will say that. Yeah. So I actually watched before when you texted me that you were ready to go. I was finishing episode two. Oh wow. I watched both episodes. There's more than two. But I watched two episodes because the first episode, I honestly watched twice because the first time, here's it's in subtitles, which is like the worst thing for me. I beg your pardon. It is not in subtitles. What? It is not in subtitles, sir. They are speaking English. They did like the overlay on it. Oh my god, I would have been able to watch that. Oh, that would have saved... Really? <laughs> Mine didn't have it. Dude, el- elf, elf and lied, right? Lead, yeah, it's pronounced lead, but yes. Yeah, dude. They did, like, whatever they call voiceovers in, in, the in English. The one I got was subtitled. I'm going to bring it up. That's, well, I mean, so, that's so fucking great. So I... <laughs> I just chose the one I saw that was on Prime Video. Hold on. Let me see. Season one, uh, Elfin Lied, A Chance Encounter. Are we, did we watch the same one? It involves the, the crab and the, the chick who doesn't have any weight. Lucy escapes from the center where she has been contained. She has been shot in the head, so she has no memory of the past. <laughs> oh, my God. We watch different animes. Dude, I'm, fucking wa- I'm looking at it right now. It's Elfin Lied. 2005 and it's a chance encounter lucy escaped from the center where she has contained she has been shot in the head so she has no memory of the past did you do the wrong one talk about what you saw and i'm bringing up my amazon (laughs) i did i watched one that what the fuck how did i mess this up (laughs) you fucked up so Goddamn watched, hard! I just had it up. I searched the the sh- the thing, and I was like, "It's an anime." Click play, and mine was about some girl in a school who met a. Cra- <laughs> this sounds insane. She met a crab, and the crab was this giant crab, and it made her weightless, so she only weighed five kilograms. So not only was it in Japanese, but it was the fucking most insane Dude, plot of all time. That's not even close to what he asked me to watch. This is called Bake Monogatari. Hold on. Let me see this shit. I'm trying to scroll and down. And the dude that she was picking on in school was a vamp, a former vampire, and then she wanted to gain her weight back, even though she looked totally normal. And I recommend Elfin Lead, pronounced Lead, it is a 13, 20-minute episode of anime that's brutal and shouldn't be watched with kids. Yeah, uh, I searched that, and I found a, well, that's 14, a 15-episode 
So that already is his fucking sign. Elfin lead. What this did is, I This count? is great. Bakamonogatari? Bakamonogatari, season one. Dude, you son of a bitch. If fucking... The fucking first one to come up when you search Elfin Lead is literally called Elfin Lead, and that's the second option, what you watched. <laughs> I want to fucking punch you in the face and kiss you on the lips at the same time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we botched it. We botched it. So I'll watch Elfin Lead, I guess, next week. Yeah, so let's postpone that one, and we'll just talk about the fucking podcast. Okay, can I let me? Not only did you watch the wrong one, you watched the wrong one three times because you watched the first one twice, and then you watched the second episode. Well, the best part is I was watching the second episode in my living room while my wife was doing homework, and then I got to have her like fucking running commentary over this weird ass thing that I didn't even need to be watching. Because she was like trying to like tease this guy in the beginning. The whole first 10 minutes was just like hentai without the sex. It was just her trying to tease him about her body and then her shitting all over the guy because he didn't compliment her, right? <laughs> and then somehow her tits were just huge, even though every time they're clothed, they're tiny. I don't, I don't get anime. <laughs> that, we're still going to go for it. You're going to watch the right one. All right. All right, sorry, Naughty Ned. Let's go Naughty Ned. We're gonna do this for you. Aaron fucked up. Let that be on record. <laughs> I hope. Hey, Naughty, if you if you've actually seen the one that I started watching, uh, let me know. Yes, because I'm going talk to you about it. I'm going right now, Aaron Kirby, to link to what you are supposed to watch, and then you take that, and that's what you watch. What are you you emailing it to me? It's in the show notes. Good. <laughs> Don't say good. Don't say good. Like the expectation is I do that for you. It's <laughs> your job. Shut the fuck up. God <laughs> damn it. Oh, man. Holy fuck. Okay. Anyways, moving on to the next one. So what fucking podcast did you goddamn listen to? Like fucking Radio Lab or something? Like, did you at least get that right? No, 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 no. I listened to uh, The Murky World of Doping with Lance yes. Armstrong on the StarTech podcast. Mm-hmm. And what, what are your thoughts there? Uh, I loved it. Did you like it? I, I did like it. It was interesting to me, though, that it was two guys commenting on a... Interview, right? Interview. <laughs> It's and like they just didn't air the interview. Yeah. But we added a whole third party to we're, it. we're like the third tier of it, mm-hmm. if you think about it. This is literally the plot of Inception, is what we're doing. You know, it's weird with me and accents. I always think people with accents, like, are smarter than me. But, like, there's one dude with an accent on the Star Trek podcast that I was just like, this guy, I think, is kind of dumb. Yeah. And I'm, like, a really dumb guy. Well... I wish that I could be. Typically, I'm a very supportive friend. I'd be like, Aaron Kirby, don't say that. But with what we just went through, it's kind of, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Well, it's funny because Naughty Ned explained that that was like an insane thing. And I was watching. And I was like, yeah, this is insane. This is absolutely <laughs> insane what I'm watching. He ain't lying. I even texted you being like, you watch that. I told you straight up. 
Did you watch that anime thing? This shit is crazy. I'm going to find it while you explain your feelings on the Star Tech podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, well, first of all, I think all anime is kind of crazy. I think that's kind of like the foundation of it. But my thing is like the interesting about the Star Trek, Star Talk, the podcast is that um, Monday one of the things at 1.09 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yo, this anime is insane. This bitch met a crab that made her really light. She weighs five kilograms. A crab did that. <laughs> and you didn't respond to it at all. <laughs> you no-sold it. And then you didn't correct me. Yeah, because I found out today what it was. Like, I just watched it today. And it didn't click in your head being like, there's no crab in this. Dude, if I fucking didn't respond, do you think I was just like waiting around looking for a crab? Yeah, if that's the only knowledge you have of it. If you if you message me being like, this crab made this girl light and she doesn't like being light, I'd be like, oh man, so wait and crabs are going to be a huge focal point of this show I'm about to watch. And then I would have 74 text messages of you just doing all caps, there's no crab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we would have figured it out and i could have been ready for this podcast <laughs> yeah if i replied and didn't know sell you you know sell me entirely too much especially on slack don't think i don't know okay dude. all right all right uh, so the murky so world of dopamine i'll take this i'll, t- I'll take it from here murky i didn't even <laughs> say what the fuck i was gonna say about it. go ahead i don't care no 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 it's all you um, so Star, so Star Talk, Murky World of Doping is about Lance Armstrong. You know, the interview's been done with him. He's kind of an open book now. He's kind of like the fucking Jose Canseco bicyclist, um, with, with like how much he's willing to unfold. Cause I think he understands like that's the way to maximize his worth is to confess shit. But, uh, so this is my opinions on just steroids in general. The episode was great, and I appreciate Graham for suggesting it because I thought it was a wonderful listen. Um, Love you, Graham. Not a fan of Chuck Nice though. Which who? Which one was Chuck Nice? The comedian that kept saying, "I like my athletes dope to my rock stars on drugs or whatever." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the guy with the the uh, the accent. Okay. He has some yeah. accent or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I did not like him. No, I just I didn't think that was guy was entertaining. Hard. What I did like about that episode and what I think is important when it comes to performance enhancing drugs is um, steroids is such a terrible blanket term these days because so many do different things. Yes. I mean, steroids themselves, you would give to somebody who was injured and like you can get it prescribed to you. Uh, it's yeah. a terrible way to describe it, but I get why that's the word that people go to. Of course, it's but it's... The, the reason they do it is to to shame it like it's a, it's such a tainted word right like no one sees steroids and thinks like positives unless you're trying to fucking gain muscle you know um like no athlete is trying to see a headline with steroids and their name next to a fucking steroids you know um so i like that they kind of broke it down that way mm-hmm. um and then they also got into the conversation of you know, legalizing steroids in a way. Like, they're legal, of course, but just in the actual sport, getting away from, like, world anti-doping agencies. And, you know, they actually made some compelling arguments. Is like, yeah, the athletes will do better. Like, there's no question. 
but they're built to do better because they're athletes. This just takes them to that nth level. But you're just basically saying like you have to die early in life. <laughs> like that's that's the trade off, right? Well, Which I was, never even thought of. It was funny insight to bring that up because that's you know, I don't have a definitive stance on performance enhancing drugs. I feel that I have a very similar stance to what like Lance Armstrong went into saying like ask my competitors if I'm the best. Don't ask me. And it sounds like kind of the general consensus is that they all think he was the best because they were all doing the same stuff he was. And so like, I don't know if I want it to be a part of like, cause I feel like I'm in the middle. Like you can either have it all and do whatever you want or you can't. And because like the big idea that I'd never even thought of is like kids do what athletes do, you know? And I was yep. like, Oh yeah, that's right. And so he was right. He was like, it's in the high school, like weight room already in a lot of high school weight rooms that take their sports programs very seriously. How soon is it in the middle school? And then, then the elementary school, even that, cause that blows my mind thinking that's even a possibility. So like, I don't know how to, f- I still, I left the podcast just as conflicted as I was before, but I heard like good arguments, almost not good arguments, but I heard like both sides for the first time in the podcast. And this is the first time I've actually listened to Lance Armstrong talk about it. So mm-hmm. when you're saying he's an open book, that's just something I've never looked into before. So for, yeah. for me, that was super cool to hear him be so candid about it because you very rarely hear people be candid about stuff. Like you brought up Jose Canseco, I will say there is probably a, couldn't be more of a larger gap in intelligence between a guy like Jose Canseco and a guy like Lance Armstrong. So it's funny to hear someone like Lance Armstrong, who I hold in such high regard, be so candid while Jose Canseco to me, I hold in a very low regard. So I don't know. I thought it was great. I loved it. I did too. The other thing I like too um, is the whole, like, should record records have asterisks next to them? And they said something that I feel helps the argument that they shouldn't, is that every year that Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France, the guys on the podium with them all got popped too. Every single fucking year, the other riders got pop for steroids so, so it's like the best if it's an even playing field you know aaron and i can't go take steroids that opens up our red blood cells to help the oxygen go in our legs and win the tour of Defer- tour de france tomorrow like it's not fucking popeye's spinach right like there's mm-hmm. a there's a work ethic behind it to make those steroids optimal yeah yep, yep. it was great EPO specifically EPO. Yeah, I know. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think this was a, we would, I would love more things like this. And this is the type of homework that I would, I think we both would like is stuff that maybe we would originally see ourselves. So definitely send out ones that we'll see, uh, if I can get them right, (laughs) if I can watch the right fucking shit instead of wasting an hour on an anime, that wasn't the right anime. So thank you to Graham Clark. Thank you to Naughty Ned. We did get some new homework. We, we did. Got, we got homework from the biggest of all the bum fuzzies. The sweet boy, Joey Moles, Joseph Muldoon, told us to give a shot at the German series on Netflix called Dark. Yep. So we're going to be giving that a shot. Him and I actually had a conversation about it a week ago or so. And he was telling me how much he liked it. And he, uh, cause I was like, I hear it's like Stranger Things. And he was like, yeah, but it's like, it is different. And he says it has like a crazy 
Terminator type plot where it's just all over the place. So we're going to give that a shot. Sean Millar, if you're listening, I'm going to put yours in my back pocket. Going to put it in Boom. my back pocket. <laughs> yep. Your fucking shit one. Um, yeah. I, I've heard good things about Dark, so it's I've nice to be prompted. Dark too, but I avoided it just because I heard it was a Stranger Things ripoff, but after talking to sweet, sweet, sweet Bowie Joy, going to do it. Also, I might do Sean's thing this week anyway. Who knows? God, enjoy that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, time to get paid. Mm. Dog ownership can be an incredibly rewarding experience. I have two beautiful baby boy dogs. BRC has two beautiful non-gender specific dogs they're the best but having a dog can have its own challenges having a puppy is even harder it might be great for those twitter likes and those instagram likes but it is horrible for your carpets and do you find yourself breaking your back cleaning up after a new puppy well you are in luck with urine luck Urine Luck uses a patented formula that not only gets rid of the dog pee smell and the stain, but it is guaranteed to have your dog not pee in the same spot twice. How? How do we do that, you ask? It is our patented formula handed down from generation to generation. Our secret is we hire only type 1 alpha male personalities and make them drink and eat a variety of flavors, which results in a toxic blend that we bottle and bring to you. Our best-selling blend comes from a strict diet of diet rockstar energy drinks and asparagus. Once your dog gets one whiff of urine luck, they'll never pee in the same spot twice. Gare Guaranteed, and that is a money back guaranteed. Use the code word bumfuzzle for a buy one, get one free on your first purchase, or go to www.urinluck.com. That is U R I N E L U C K.com slash bumfuzzle to redeem your offer. Floor soaked in piss and smelling sour, give that rug a golden shower. Urine luck. I always feel like How? I'm going to pass out after those. Because you're on keto. Keto. Except I just housed some candy, which we're going to go into a little bit later because we have another ad. Mm, Joey. We have another ad. All right. So news stories. You wrote this. And I know what you were doing is you're trying to start some shit. So why don't you fucking rev that lawnmower, motherfucker, and let's get this ball well, here's rolling. The thing. Here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I wrote this previous to you and I talking mm-hmm. because the big news in w- this weekend seemed to be, and I caught this a couple days late, was that Fergie, Fergalicious Extra Dishes makes the fellas loco. She sang the national she attempted to sing the national anthem at the nba all-star game and it was a very very bad rendition and i learned through you things that i didn't know because my only takeaway from it was wow that was a very bad rendition but then you and i started talking and then i felt bad because i didn't (laughs) know that she has shit that she's dealing with that could have led to it or it couldn't have led to it who knows who knows Yep. But she sang a really, really bad performance at the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, but the thing that you told me earlier from somebody else, which I'll let you 
get the punchline on because I thought it was hysterical because I laughed at my desk. Go yeah. On, just tell me your thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, someone, I think it was Chris D'Elia said it. Uh, it was it was very wonderfully put. Perfectly um, put. I'm, I'm trying to fucking find it because I'm a dipshit. Uh, okay. Chris D'Elia said, she performs a song called Let's Get Retarded. What did you expect? <laughs> and... <laughs> I'll just say this, like, yeah, she took a chance, like, it's it's whatever, um, but, you know, it's just, um, I'm a fan of humor, but it needs to be funny. Like, just the fact that she sang weird is like, that's fine. I see, I see people fucking sing weird at Rainier's games all the time for the National Anthem, like, that happens. But, like, at least make it, try to make a fucking meme out of it or something, like, well, put it, some creativity in it. It was just hate, because, like, my whole it thought, was. my whole thought was... Oh yeah, that sucked. And then I kind of just moved on. And then I was like, "Oh, this is being a thing." But I haven't seen any. And the Delia thing, honestly, is the funniest thing. Yeah, that has been said. Yeah, and it's just she took a shot. It didn't work. And if you're gonna be funny, like literally try to be funny, and don't just say like she's fucking awful. Um, that's my whole thing. Like, if you're gonna make a joke, like make a joke. But just saying something was bad in in different ways. Like, at least make an analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like just try a little harder instead Golden of just being mean. like ju- just being mean. Um. So yeah, that's that's what that is. Unless you have more to say, the thing that I forgot to write down here that uh is kind of weird to talk about here, but fuck it. I'm going to just do it anyways. So everyone knows the shooting that happened in Florida and that how the teens are being active on social media right now. I don't know how anyone on this or that listens to this show feels about Marco Rubio. Um, but I will say this. If you're not paying attention, it is February 21st. Currently, Marco Rubio is having a town hall in Florida. And he's having everyone at that school in Parkland ask him whatever questions they want. And he's sitting up there and answering the questions. I don't know what he's saying because I'm paying attention on the podcast right now. And I'm sure that he's getting some very emotional questions. But the fact that he is willing to stand in front of those families and share his point of view... I think is highly commendable, assuming he's not just sitting there going, wham, wham, I'm sorry you feel bad, which I'm sure he is not. So kudos to Mark, Marco Rubio. Uh, yeah, as a avid hater of Marco Rubio, I actually think that's pretty cool because a lot of people in his position wouldn't have the balls to do something like that. So that actually is cool. Speaking of that, did you see Donald Trump's notes tonight? <laughs> no, let's talk about that. But I just want to throw out there, I definitely don't think Marco Rubio is qualified for president or anything. I typically don't vote for guys like that. Um, but if you guys do, that's okay. I just uh, I just want to point out that I thought that what this guy's doing, especially in such polarizing times and obviously trying to lean across the aisle, good on him. That's, I think that's it's cool. good for him to uh, – that's a really good way to put it, lean, ac- lean, acar- <laughs> lean across the aisle. I fucked up twice. It's fine. Fuck Sonic's guy, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah. What were you going to say about Trump's notes? Uh, I had it and I lost it. But Trump was holding notes uh, when he was having that uh, conversation with the s- students and parents of students. And, God, fuck, where did it go? Sorry, one second. 
he was holding notes and it was taking a picture of the notes he was holding and it said do 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 sorry this is this closed out my computer sucks it says one of his notes was just number five and it just says i hear you and everyone's taking it as a he needs to remind himself to say that as a response to people <laughs> airing their grievances is just he definitely i is. hear you yeah which is just is just a wild thing just another add it to the list one of my favorite things about uh the president whether you like him or not uh, is the amount of things on Twitter that you can find that go against everything that he's said. Like, I absolutely love... Have you been keeping up? They, like, on Reddit, there's an entire Reddit that's uh, Trump contradicting Trump. Have you seen Oh, that? yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It's really, um, really funny because re- the one that got really popular today was from May 21st, 2016. So not even two years ago. Just saying, quote, Crooked Hillary said that I want guns brought into classrooms. Wrong. Which is pretty much what he alluded today during that meeting that was televised, I believe, on CNN. Because he wants to arm teachers with guns. But that is a whole other thing (laughs) that we're not going to get into. We probably shouldn't have even gotten into it to begin with. It's my fault. It's okay. I'll be honest with you. I don't think we're going to lose any viewers over talking about what we just talked about and by viewers right. i mean listeners because we don't have video you don't have your camera on oh i do but for a completely different reason all right um so moving into a to a subject that we're more comfortable talking about uh donald that... trump wants to fuck his daughter i will say that <laughs> he wants to raw dog the shit out of his daughter and he's gross yeah. so this this is but the that's topic. not a political statement that's a sexual no. statement it's very sexual. Um, but this is a topic that we feel that we can talk about in great length and probably say some shit that's t- dead wrong, but yeah, that's fine. That's the best. Listen up, it's time for sports. This shit's recorded. How else are you supposed to know that this shit's important? A shit. Is uh, the whole ball chucking, hitting, swinging, kicking thing? Um, sports. Sports, baby. Uh, and I have a fucking seg. I have a segment drop, so I don't even know why I did all that. But anyway, spring training <laughs> is right now. Position players are there. Pitchers and catchers have reported as they typically do before the position players arrive. And this is what I'll say, and I'm sure you had things you wanted to say, but that Eric Hosmer free agents acquisition by the Padres for whatever reason got me so juiced for the season because I got to be judgmental again and it felt good. You got to be a sour little boy over that. And I mean, it's funny because I never really got the hate because I never really looked into it. But then I started looking into it. I think it took the signing where it took all the people I follow on Twitter to be like, this is kind of a weird thing that you paid him that much. But yeah, he does not seem worth that money. But the one thing I love from that is that things are actually starting to happen. Free agents yeah. are starting to get signed. J.D. Yep. Martinez is going to the Red Sox. Right now it might be on hold because for a couple of days, but he's going to the Red Sox. We had you, Darvish, go to the Cubs. Jake Arrieta is talking with the Phillies. Lots of fun stuff is happening. The Diamondbacks acquired Steven Souza, who was from Seattle, and he was coming from the Rays. Right. I think it's just exciting because we're actually seeing what teams are 
trying to be and like what what the theory they are and now we can start judging that theory did you know that the pittsburgh pirates have not signed a single free agent like since when this offseason they can't be the only one they are the only one are you serious it's more surprising to me that they're the only one they haven't signed one single free free agent and let me bring up the other things that there was a, in the last couple of days Ken Rosenthal, our sweet, sweet boy, our friend of the podcast at the Atlantic. How many people have they lost to free agency? Do you know that? No. Because maybe they set up their books in a way that all those people that they wanted to drop anyways just left on their own volition. Well, they traded McCutchy Kutch. Oh, that was a trade. Yeah. Congrat. Oh, this is actually. Excuse me. I said Ken Rosenthal. This is from Jerry Krasnick. It says, congratulations to the Pirates, sort of. Now that the Braves have signed Peter Moylan, the Marlins have signed Cameron Mabin, the Orioles have signed Chris Toman and Andrew Kashner, and the Rays have signed Carlos Gomez, uh, Pittsburgh is the only team that hasn't signed a big league free agent all offseason. It's a hell of a stat. Do you ever meet a sports fan of a team that is, like, not good, and you, like, you grimace when you find out, like, who their team is? Like, I have this guy that I work with that's a big Browns fan, and I'm always like, how you doing? I mean, <laughs> are you one to talk being a Mariners fan? Oh, I go, well, this is good. This is how the conversation goes. He says his piece, and then I give him a, dude, tell me about it. Try being a Mariners fan. Yeah, I got into it. <laughs> not into it, but I got, it, I, I got into a serious conversation with a group chat today where they were like, making fun of the Browns and I was like well the Browns have been at the playoffs since before the Mariners have been so yeah you know yep did I say that right since before the Mariners have been after yeah what are you gonna do I had a 50-50 shot yeah you did um so so yeah so jazzed for dingers the Mariners did their photo shoot everyone's looking top of the line been seeing about Felix been seeing about Paxton Injury's not as bad as it recently previously reported. Mm-hmm, which is good. I, uh, I'm i very excited about Mike Leake's potential. I'm very excited about a lot of the stuff we have going on. I can't wait to... We're going to be smashing that ball all over the park, even though the Houston Astros are insanely stacked for the next like five years. Still very excited. Can't wait to see what we do. I think we can definitely finish over 500 this year. I think we definitely have a shot at the wild card this year because I don't think there's any way that the injuries can be as bad as they were last year. I'm just excited for base. I just love baseball, man. Yeah, I get my hopes up every year, and then Houston fucks us right in the ass. I can watch a baseball game of any team more easily than I can just watch football. I'm not sure if that's how it is with you, but like I couldn't just flip on a football game of things that I have no rooting interest in, but in baseball, I can do that no problem. Interesting. I feel like most people would say the opposite. I feel like most people, I think I am in the minority there because I get why people think baseball is boring, but man, like, especially if it's like a national league game, Mm -hmm. give me something like I'll flip on any national league game in the sixth inning just to start seeing what's going on. I used to do that all the time to watch um, Bryce Harper hit. Mm Mm-hmm. MLB TV, it's the best. It is the best, and it's only three hundred dollars this year. It's a hundred and twenty. I'm just kidding. Don't oh. fucking ruin. What I'm I was like, I, I I have to spend my send my buddy like sixty dollars <laughs> because we're yeah. splitting it. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
What is spicy about the NFL offseason, Aaron Kirby? There's so much spice going on. I was trying to tell you today how spicy the NFL offseason is going to be. I think we're in line for a lot of trades. There's all this talk that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are realizing that they don't want to pay Marcus Peters, former University of Washington player, all this money. So there's talk that he is going to get traded. Uh, There's so much talk about Kirk Cousins and where he's going. It's been a long time since we had a true starting quarterback that people are going to pay on the open free agent market. I think the last time would probably be Peyton Manning, but there's this report out that the Jets are willing to front load their contract to Kirk Cousins because they have like over $100 million in cap space for this upcoming year, and they're willing to throw $60 million at Kirk Cousins in the first year, which is just fucking crazy. $60 million. I just, I was super high on Kirk Cousins until I heard that he was basically going to be like the quarterback version of Jeff Bezos with how much people were speculating on what they're going to pay him. I, he's going to get paid too much because he's a perfectly slightly above average quarterback. And it's just how the market works, which is just insane to me. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I like Kirk Cousins, obviously, but just the speculation alone. You know, there is the possibility, too, that he's going to go out there and he isn't going to get the money he thinks he deserves. There's a possibility, too, that he might not be a guy who's super money-driven and he might see that the Minnesota Vikings are the team that where if he walked into it immediately are a Super Bowl contender because they were right there. If he goes to the Vikings, it is going to be very hard for me not to be a Vikings fan next year. The Vikings are a very fun team to root for. Yes, because not only do they have a fun team that's well-balanced, but they also have a wonderful fan base. Wonderful fan base and a wonderful stadium and a wonderful yes. city. Mm-hmm. Good housing prices there. Really mm-hmm. wonderful. <laughs> but the big thing that I'm actually most excited for for the offseason is, uh, is the Seahawks offseason. I sent you something that you no-sold again <laughs> today. Saying because I read a report that Jonathan Stewart is probably going to get cut by the Panthers, and I was like, "Oh boy, do I bet the Seahawks take a flyer on him because he's kind of a hometown boy?" And it doesn't work out at all because the dude could barely run behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and now he's going to mm-hmm. go behind the Seahawks' offensive line. I actually think Carlos Hyde is going to be the next running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, now see. That's what we're talking about, a three-alarm spice, baby. That's not a five, but that's hot. That's yeah. hot. We do a lot of trading and um, free agent and just waiver wire shit within our division. It's always been that way, I feel. you think that they're going to try and make a deal with those sweet, sweet, sweet 49ers while yeah. the 49ers have Jimmy G? I don't think the 49ers want Carlos Hyde. Well, no. I think that's obvious. Yeah. So I think that that's like a huge piece to my speculation. Because if I go in to spot rack, because I obviously don't need to make my own fucking spreadsheet with this information, because there's websites out there that have this information available. Yeah, why would he you is do that? slated to make 1.1. That's nothing. They also might want to move away from him anyway. Excuse I me. have a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Stupid answer coming in. If 
the year is 2017. Is that talking about the year that just occurred or the year coming up? Just occurred. Okay. So with that, then he's actually um, he's actually a free agent. So never mind. That's what I thought he was. Yeah. The other thing I'm really excited for is the draft. Uh, I'm a big draft. Yeah, you're fan. A, you're a big draft guy. Well, here's the thing: there is a very real possibility that there could be four quarterbacks in the first five picks. There is going to be four quarterbacks in the first five picks. I think that there very well could be, and the only quarterback that wouldn't be picked is the Browns' second pick, which is, I think, at four, or I think at five. Uh, you have four quarterbacks. You have a very quarterback-heavy draft, and as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan who's sitting at seven, who's not going to pick a quarterback, I think that's very cool because that means we're going to get like our pick of the litter with the top three, and if we take Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama, the cornerback, I'm going to be very upset because we're not going to know how to use him, just like how we didn't know how to use Mark Barron from Alabama. I was just going to say, you guys are totally going to get some fucking secondary guy, and he's going to be in a completely different scheme, and he's not going to be utilized. And then we're going to trade him to the Rams, and then he's going to be really fucking good. Because of the scheme. (laughs) Because of the scheme. That's it. I really, I want us, there's this guard this is how this is where I'm at in <laughs> my, my Buccaneers fandom is I want him to take a fucking offensive guard uh, from I think it's like UNC or some shit. Everyone says he's really good. I would love it if Chubb fell to us. Bradley Chubb, not the running back. Uh, Chubb from Georgia, but the defensive end from somewhere. I think it's Clemson. And I would like that too because we need pass rush. We just hired a new uh defensive line coach who's very highly regarded brenson buckner who was the defensive line coach for arizona he seems like a really cool guy can't wait to watch that i can't wait to see where the seahawks go in terms of michael bennett in terms of cam chancellor in terms of if they're going to do that earl thomas extension uh who else is has a fucked up neck cliff averill that's going to be good it's starting to heat up I'm fine with eating crow on this but i still think the seahawks draft a quarterback higher than the patriots do that's a prop bet. We should make a bet on that. Some sort of silly dumb bet. Yeah. Like I'll I would be surprised. I would be surprised if the Patriots signed a quarterback outside of free agency. Wait, if the Patriots signed a quarterback. If they drafted a quarterback. You don't think they touch a quarterback in the draft at all? No, I don't think so. And it's just because of what I've heard with Robert Kraft where he's like Tom's here and he's healthy. So that if if they were to fuck up next season, they would just put in their backup, and it wouldn't be the a person that they drafted, and then they would just worry about it the next year. I could totally see him do that because mm-hmm. Robert Kraft has been very publicly stated that he wants to make sure that it, that everyone knows that Tom's the guy, and that's not being questioned, and they're not in like nearing retirement. I mean, the whole like what does but um, welching on his agreement with the Colts. Just tells me Belichick's not fucking close to being done. Yeah. yeah. Well, and counterpoint, if, if Belichick's not close to being done, why would he not want to draft a quarterback of the future just like he did two, three years ago? I don't know. Tom Brady got him to the Super Bowl, and he actually did. They only lost by like a fucking touchdown with two points. Yeah, so. and they've they keep going to the Super Bowl though. I, I feel like he's still gonna <laughs> draft a quarterback that he wants to replace Tom Brady. He did Maybe. it. He nailed it last time. Yeah, it's tough to strike or t- tough to strike gold tough twice. To strike is that it? Your wife. Well, the iron's hot. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it is. 
Left to stretch. Um, I just so think yeah. it's going to be a very, very fun NFL offseason. I can't wait to see it, and uh, we'll talk about it sometimes, I guess. A lot of teams, I think, will be reshaping, which is always fun because it shakes up the whole league, and you don't really get to you don't you don't get to know who's going to be the top of the division at the beginning of the year, which is never fun. So yeah, and that's one thing. The thing I'm actually really excited about Kirk Cousins is seeing how it is going to affect the top of the draft because the top of the draft to get to go through a rundown number one is the cleveland browns number two is the new york giants number three is the annapolis colts number four is the browns again number five is the broncos number six is the jets number seven is the buccaneers the jets the broncos and the browns are all probably going to make a big play for Kirk cousins so i think that will greatly affect what will happen on draft day can't wait to see what happens it's going to be a fun draft to watch yeah, a fun draft to watch this year. Let me know. I will. Oh, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> oh, can I tell? Can I tell you a story that I meant to tell at the top of the hour? Yes, yes, yes. So Saturday morning, uh, Grayson woke up just bursting in tears. Like it was very obvious he had a nightmare, mm-hmm. and it was like six in the morning. And Gray has a pretty big bed. So I just went in there with him to like lay in bed with him for an hour or two just to help him calm down and keep getting sleep. And this may be one of those stories that's only funny to a parent, but I'm going to tell it anyways. I was in the bed with him and he was sitting up like reading a book, like singing songs and clapping. And I and I said like very sweetly, Grayson, lay down, buddy. Come on, you got to get some rest and like pat his back. And he goes... He just, he, like, there's silence, and then he just goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a very funny, like, fuck you, no, I'm not sleeping anymore, and I about died. I was hoping about the, uh, when he farted in your face that you told me about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he's definitely done that uh, many a times, but it was just super funny how he just, very matter of no. fact, no, <laughs> and I loved it very much. <laughs> All right, hey, you want to get paid again? Yes, let's get paid again. Mm-hmm. This one's short and sweet, but we have a new partner here at the Bum Fuzzle Podcast, Haribo. Haribo, you might know as the delicious treat that you can buy at any place that you buy candy. You can buy it at Walgreens. You can buy it at CVS. You can buy it at Target. You can buy it at all your local grocers. They provide Haribo Gold Bears, Sour Gold Bears, Happy Colas, Twin Snakes, Happy Cherries, Berries, Frogs, Smurfs, and Dinosaurs, as well as Alphabet Letters and many, many more. They now bring you a new exciting product bound to make your mouth water. That is Sour Skeddy. It's tongue-twisting sour spaghetti, shaped strands of apple, strawberry, and blueberry flavors, true sour power, and they are delectable little small strands and have a delicious chewy texture. Haribo makes children happy and adults as well. I thought your phone was going off. <laughs> Is your phone not going off? Did you? No, I just phone? wanted to play Hall and Oates. You make my dreams come you true while you're doing it. You make my hair rubbo. All right, to wrap the hour. Questions. Questions. Uh, I'll lead it off with this one. And barrel. also, 
Uh, when you guys email us in questions, we got two email questions, which we thank you so, so, so much for. Uh, if you guys do email, tell us where you're from. I think that's one of my favorite parts when I hear on a podcast. They're like so-and-so from blah blah So, like, for instance, Tyler. I don't know who Tyler is, but I think they're from Seattle because they asked us a fuck, Mary kill, which is one of my favorite games. But this one's really hard. So I'm going to point it to you first. Tyler asks, fuck, Mary kill, Felix Hernandez... Edgar Martinez and Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. So I would kill Edgar Martinez because I no. feel like he's the oldest. My God. Oh, 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 so this is a sexual thing, huh? You're making this into sexual? Not- no, just because I feel like he's lived the longest life. So okay. I, right. I feel like I'm robbing others of their youth. Mm-hmm. Um, I would marry Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, 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 oh. why? Because I read an article about him on Sports Illustrated, and he literally just plays golf and watches Netflix every day, and that's not a bad way to live. That's cool. um, so I, I'd be down with that, and that's typically that's typically what marriage resorts to, anyways. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy that he just he just goes there. And then lastly, um, I would fuck Felix just because. Um, how I feel about the other two. So he just kind of defaults into that. So, right. but I wouldn't want to kill him because he's obviously the youngest. And I, I wouldn't really want to marry him. He travels way too much for me. He's always like going to like overseas trips and that's just not my thing. So yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. All right. I actually think I have a different answer for each one uh, comparative to you. I always start with a kill. I have to go with my gut on who I'm going to kill. And unfortunately I am going to have to kill Ken Griffey Jr. And here is why. Racism. Uh, no, not racism. <laughs> <laughs> Made it weird. Made it weird. Made it weird. Made hold it on, weird. Hold on. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to kill Kerry Jr. because I don't think his body is kept as well as Edgar Martinez's or Felix. That's Hernandez's. definitely true. That's and definitely true. Also. If he's just going to play golf all day and watch Netflix, you reinforce why he needs to die because I need a man who's going to take care of me, and I don't think he's going to do it. I'm going to raw dog Edgar Martinez uh, out of respect. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to marry Felix Hernandez because, dude, that money, that money, that's just so much money. If I marry him, I'm guaranteed to half that money. So I'm going to marry him. Yeah, you are. I'm going to be a gold digger. I'm going to be shallow with Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> that's good. I like it. Actually, that's smart. Felix does have the biggest deal. Yeah, he does have the biggest deal. Um, I'm out for me. That's fair. All right. Next question. What is your favorite cut of steak and how do you like it cooked? Great This is, this is from question. friend Alex, which I love because you and I have talked about this a lot off the pod. Yeah. Big steak fans. Very much. Yes. Um, go ahead. You start. I think the, I think this might be your answer as well. Uh, but if mm-hmm. I had to choose, if I'm going to go to a steakhouse, the best steakhouse in the world, and yeah. I got to choose anything I wanted, no matter what, Out, it's good. Outback Steakhouse, for the record. Outback Sorry, keep Steakhouse going. Outback Steakhouse in Factoria. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's going to be a bone-in ribeye. Love a bone-in ribeye. Mm-hmm. And how I like that cooked. I like that medium rare. Not a medium guy, not a rare guy. I like it medium rare. I like it right down the middle. Uh, I'm a bone-in ribeye guy. I'll do bone-out ribeye probably second. 
I will mm-hmm. do a New York, then I'll do a sirloin. Filet is really, I like the marbling. I'm a big marbling guy. Uh, Tri-tips mm-hmm. down there, but you don't generally find that on most menus. Uh, but filet mignons, I think, are overrated. We've talked about that a lot. I would go bone and ribeye, medium, rare, every single time I go to a steakhouse. Try our filet mignon is probably the most overrated steak, and so then the, the tri-tip is to me the best steak that you can buy in a grocery store, just because of price first and taste at the same time. Best bang for your buck. Yeah, bone and ribeye is a fucking great pick, and I'm gonna pick that too. And the reason it is is a few things, and there's a latter part of this question is how do you like it cooked? First of all, if you keep a bone in. There's definitely more flavored. I am like you where I do like it more of like a medium rare, but the thing with the bone in steaks is typically the outside is much crispier and it gets more and more rare. And um, Mm -hmm. what what am I trying to say? Uh, It's not as like chewy when you work your way towards the bone, if that makes sense. Um, Isn't there a word for that? I love non on the bone. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's like a primal like instinct, but dude, I I just love. I feel like I'm a dog. I'll just put a whole bone in my mouth. I'll suck on yep. it. I'll bite on it. I love it. Yeah, the fat's good. Like all that. If you're trying to prepare a steak, if that's what you're asking, how do you like it cooked? Honestly, this is what you do. You put oil in a in a pan. You can put a shit ton of salt on both sides. You can do this on a, You can do this on a stovetop. And you flip it until it's to what you like. Tender was the word I was looking for, by the way. Uh, It gets more tender as you work towards the bone. But you flip it until you like it, and then you rest it for three minutes, and your steak's perfect. That's it. Nothing else. You don't need rubs. If you get a rub or, like, a fucking barbecue sauce for your steak, you're an asshole. (laughs) Like, Like, that's stupid. Just let the meat's flavor come out. Sorry, I burped right when you finished that, but yes, I agree. The meat's flavor, as long as it's a good enough cut, can speak for itself. If yep. it's like a flank or if it's a skirt, marinate the shit out of it. Damn, that's what it's for. Slow cook that's it. That's what it's for. Do what you got to do. Uh, next question. For. This one actually is directed right at you, and we'll finish uh-huh. on this one. Is mm-hmm. uh, actually from our friend Sean Millar, and it yeah. was, how excited for the NHL in Seattle are you, and will you be buying N- uh, NHL season tickets? I am couldn't be more excited for the NHL in Seattle. I am so excited to have a winter sport. Like there will literally be something on television other than Sundays in between the months of November and June if we make the playoffs, which is just such a wonderful thought to have something like that to look forward to. I will not be buying season tickets. And the reason is, is because I live in Pierce County. For those that aren't familiar with the Seattle area, that is south of the city of Seattle. And the stadium that they are going to be playing in is, you could say, north of the city in a way. And not only that, the stadium that they're playing at, Key Arena, which I'm not going to bore you guys with the fucking civil issues that are having, civic issues around this shit. It's a bitch to get to. It's like miles away from the highway, and it's like the most congested roads in the entire state. So I can't justify paying all that money where it's literally going to take me two hours to fucking get to a game and leave a game. You might as well be in Ballard. Am I right, Seattle people? (laughs) Yes. Yes. But But if it was in Soto, like the rest of the stadiums, that's so easy to get in and out of. I would I would do it in a heartbeat. Can't 
do it at Key Arena. I would love to be able to go regularly, but it's just way too far away. Yep. Do you think it would? So if it was in Soto, would your position change? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Yeah. In a fucking heartbeat, I would do that. But the fact that I have to go down Mercer, which is just an awful road, it just uh, the worst. It road totally ruins for me. I I just want to be realistic. I. I would love to give them my money to make sure that it happens because that's what a ticket drive is, is you're trying to just quantify the interest Mm -hmm. in getting a team here so that they can take that data and give it back to the league. Um, But I'm not going to shell out a grand for something I know I can't go do. You know, that's the problem is I can't go do that on a regular basis. So I can't, I don't feel comfortable shelling out that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, that is our questions for the week, everybody. Uh, Don't forget to tweet at us, email us your questions and your homework. Uh, One final shout out to a good friend of the podcast, Mr. Jimmy Nips. He welcomed a child into the world. This is now his third child. So big shout out to Jimmy Nips uh, for having a baby, for creating another baby. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I didn't know it was his third kid, so that's that's incredible. You're you're fucking outnumbered, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. Big God. mistake. All right, yeah. guys. Email us, tweet us, give us your homework, give us your questions. We want them all. We love you. Good night.